0: What's up, guys? It's David Hess from the Rising Above podcast. Have you ever thought or dreamed about starting a podcast? Well, look no further. Anchor has all the tools necessary to record a podcast from your computer or phone. You heard that, right? They make it so simple. When you host your podcast on Anchor, they will distribute your podcast on platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Honestly, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place, which is why I host on Anchor. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm today to get started. This episode is brought to you by Red Bike Delivery. This delivery service operates only using battery-powered, eco-friendly transportation. Red Bike Delivery is there for all your delivery needs, whether it's dinner for the family, flowers for your partner, or new houseplants for your new collection. Red Bike Delivery will gladly deliver those and everything in between. So what are you waiting for? Check out Red Bike Delivery on Facebook or Instagram for more information. Red Bike Delivery, because there's only one Earth. I have Genesis Terrell with me. He is a local business owner, entrepreneur, and uh, uh, a a big figure in our community as far as doing events and whatnot. Um, The little little conversation we had so far, and I've enjoyed his presence, Uh, he is also the owner of Banner King. I don't know if I mentioned that.
1: (laughs) Hey, shout out to Banner King.
0: Yeah. Um, So (laughs) with that being said... How are you doing today?
1: I'm good, man. You?
0: I'm doing great. Yeah, yeah, just
1: taking it slow on this rainy Sunday. Oh, it's crappy outside. A little bit.
0: Yeah, I was mowing the yard this morning and uh, the grass is all wet and came in with grass clippings all stuck to me. And it's it just, horrible. Yeah, wasn't fun. <laughs>
1: yeah. You know, I'm having a dilemma with that because uh, recently, well, I won't say recently, but uh, they come back around every now and then and it feels more recent than it really is. So I had a gas line to leak under my house. And apparently it affected my whole street. And so they came out and did a repair. And then I guess they were doing it in like four phases. So now they're on phase four. And this was something that started like six or seven months ago. But they took a big chunk out of my sidewalk and out of my grass. And so I haven't really cut it the way I wanted to because it kind of looks pretty stupid (laughs) if I cut it. And so right now, you know, my grass has like, you know, a partially balding guy comb over that I can kind of do. So
0: <laughs> That's one way to put Sometime it.
1: Sometime this week, I'm really going to cut it. So.
0: <laughs> I, I understand that because um, I just had a, a cement patio poured in my backyard. Ah, okay. And so they, they had excavators in there and whatnot, tore it all up. So I just planted grass seed and part of the yard, actually, if you go out there right now, it's, I have it fenced off so nobody sure. can walk on yeah. it because grass is growing and whatnot. Right. So. That section I haven't mowed, and then the other sections I've been kind of mowing in like, you know, sections, and it doesn't look real great, but... Yeah, I don't want
1: to do that. <laughs> I know my neighbors are probably like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> sorry, Steve, Marcy, you guys keep your gar- yard looking so good. Mine does not. Sorry.
0: That's funny. Yeah. So are you from the Lansing area? Uh, I know you told me you weren't, uh, but it's <laughs> a question like a, It's a question I ask everybody. For sure. So where were you born and raised?
1: So, okay, born and raised, we're, we got to go a little ways because I'm, I'm older than a lot of people probably think. How old are you? I'm 40. What? So yeah, and a lot of people are like, oh, I was going to get you 32. And I'm just like, maybe they're being nice. But okay, anyway. <laughs> so I was born in Las Vegas and I, I spent a short period of time there, but... What's funny is I've used, because I kind of do a lot of hosting and DJ type stuff, so I DJ under Jen Vegas, which was a name that came from a high school friend, and I was like, that's pretty cool, so I'm keeping it. (laughs) So I was born in Las Vegas. My family is originally from Michigan, and my mom and I moved to Columbus, Ohio when I was about seven or eight, and I spent the majority of my life there, and so... Uh, eventually the elephant in the room might be, are you a Buckeye? And the answer is yes. (laughs) I, you know, die hard. Um, but I was there about 20 years, moved back to Michigan to, to a small town that is near and dear to my heart called Albion, which is about 50 miles, uh, Southwest of Lansing, spent a couple years there, um, got married. And after a few years, I was like, I need to be back in a bigger city. And my wife at the time was like, I'm not going too far from my family. And so I was like, we got to go somewhere. Because in my head, I was like, I'm not going back to Columbus. <laughs> and I don't think she was ready for the, the plunge of Atlanta that I was ready for. Wow. And so we gambled, and it ended up being Lansing. And uh, we are not together anymore. But Lansing, for me, feels like home now. And so... Here we are. I've been in Lansing since 2014 and done quite a few different things man and and have built some great relationships and uh, some relationships that I, I feel will be uh, lifetime relationships.
0: That's one thing nice about Lansing is it's not a Columbus right No Columbus is huge it is yeah. um, I don't I don't really know what the population is there, but it's massive.
1: Metro Columbus is probably a million. Wow
0: yeah that's a lot of people it is whereas like lansing it's big but it's not that big you know it's it's, it still has like that intimate feeling with people you know um has kind of had that small town community feel as well it
1: does it does
0: yeah um so how did the banner king come about
1: sure so (laughs) um when i moved to lansing there were a couple things that I was trying to figure out because I was like, I know it wouldn't be hard for me to get a traditional job, but the traditional job situation is not really for me being the creative I am. And I remembered when I was living in Columbus and hopefully this story does not come back to bite me, but I think (laughs) it'll be fine. When I was living in Columbus, there was a friend of mine, uh, I use the term friend loosely. I'll I'll say an acquaint I'll say an acquaintance, an associate <laughs> of an acquaintance of a friend two times removed, right? <laughs> so we'll put it that way. And he's like, hey man, <laughs> I know you're good with those computers and stuff. And I'm like, not really, but all right, where's this going? <laughs> he's like, I gotta go to court. Can you make me <laughs> This is so funny thinking about it now. (laughs) He's like, can you make me an insurance card and a registration and a license plate sticker for my card? True story. For my car. True story. So I'm thinking, he could do it himself. Like, why is he asking me this? So I'm thinking, okay, tell him an astronomical price and see what he says. And if he goes with it, do it. If he doesn't sever ties walk away so I'm like $500 he's like easy I'm like oh Oh. (laughs) and so that is how I got myself into print now uh sometime after that maybe seven or eight months later I got myself into a situation where I did not have the money to do, to, to do my license and insurance and registration, you know? Oh, so man. I was like, well, I did it for him and some guys he knows, <laughs> let me just give it a try. And uh, I remember it looked so good that it was just like extremely believable. And um, I was riding down the street and by this time, they had changed how you verify insurance with cars. Hmm. At this time, you had to like physically look at the insurance card. Well, some, somewhere in transition, it had become if you run the license number, you can see whether the person's insured. Right. And yeah. so hopefully, my. I'm going to go on to the next part of that. <laughs> so, so they run the plate, and the officer pulls me over and he's like, What are you doing? I was like, D- I'm going to work. He's like, Get out the car. I'm like, Huh okay and in my head i'm like dude i'm going to church now i'm not doing anything <laughs> wrong like you know I'm, I'm good no drugs no drinking none of that kind of stuff and so he takes me to the back of the car he's like what's the problem here i'm like D- i don't know i'm getting ready to be late for work though he's like this car ain't been registered in two years and i'm like oh Oh, but even in all the, oh, I wanted to be like, but it looks good, doesn't it? Like, that's what I wanted to say. And I was like, okay, all right. um, I got to go to work. I'll take care of it today. Because I'm like, I'm going to talk my way out of this. He's like, yeah, I'm not going to take you to jail because clearly you're too stupid to go to jail. <laughs> I was like, yes, I am. He told you that? Y- yeah. Oh, like, oh my yes, goodness. I am. Yes, I am, <laughs> officer, because not going to jail sounds great, right? And I'm thinking, all right, cool. I'll just make me a newer registration. He's like, but you're not taking this car. Oh. So he towed the car, and that was the end of my, uh, I don't know, my illegal driving, I suppose. <laughs> so fast forward in the story, how I got to the Banner King thing. I knew that I knew how to get an image to good quality paper, whether I was going to Staples or whatever the case may be. And so I did research. You know, this is a 10-year situation, man. So I did research and just kind of figured out that, you know, I think I like this print broker space, this this printer space. I like this. Um, And there's a way for me to, legitimately make money so fast forward to Lansing there was a barber shop and you know like a little I'll tell you exactly who it was I can't think of the name I think his store is called Pluto's a guy named Bread Boy he's a local guy that like you can go get anything from him legally <laughs> you know you can go get anything from him like clothing shoes so shout out the Bread Boy he was literally my first customer in Lansing um I went over there and I was like hey I make flyers never designed a real flyer, never in life. But I did know that, okay, I can jump online. And if it's nothing other than um, Microsoft Word, I can upload an image and make a flyer. And worst case scenario, you know, I had a guy that I knew that designed flyers. And so I'm like, I make flyers. And I hear you always have events. And it was like, God sent me there because he's like, I need 5,000 flyers in a week. And I'm thinking, I can do it. No clue as to how but I, I can do it. I can get it done. And he kind of kept me afloat making different things for him for a couple months. Then there were barber shops that were like, Hey, did you make the flyers? And I'm like, Yeah. And and it just kind of became a thing. And even with some of my own events, I started putting flyers out there. And by this time I had really stepped my game up as far as how to go about making things happen, how to get right. certain um um certain, uh, quality of print and that sort of thing, man. And it just became a thing. And I literally, I'm skipping a lot, but in that time frame, going back from 2014, I've been able to have political clients, entertainment vi- venues, um, County fairs. And the cool thing about it, you know, I mentioned in our previous conversation, I was the talent buyer for the chamber of commerce down in Albion. Well, it only made sense that I print all the flyers, <laughs> posters, and banners that you need. And so with that, the resume of all those things kind of started building. And so I finally landed on Banner King, you know, because I was like, show me another one and I'll tell you. <laughs> you know, Really, like, that's kind of how I'm like, I am the king of this.
2: Right, right.
1: I'm not saying I'm the only king, but I'm the king of it on my street.
0: In your domain.
1: In my domain. Yeah. When I walk in my house, my, my little Yorkie who really runs the house, he knows <laughs> that the Banner King's home, right? So in my space, I'm that. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's, fu- it's funny dissecting and thinking back through how we got here. I mentioned the Banner King name and landing there because I went through a lot of different names that I wanted to use because I was like, okay, in my wisdom of whatever i was like well if i use you know a name like (laughs) like um trap house flyers (laughs) it's gonna cater right to guys throwing these kind of parties and so i said i'm gonna come up with like five different names that all circle back to the same phone number and i did that and people would call me and i'd be like they'd be like yeah, I just picked up this dope boy fresh flyers flyer, and I need. And I'm thinking, oh, that was that okay? Because that the other the the other part of that, I had a stepdaughter in the house, and I had done some flyers for like a stripper bash, and she was like, Dad, do you are these your parties? And I was like, No, <laughs> and so I was like, I can't put a recognized name, right? Because I don't want you know. Just thinking in the parent space, I don't want her to pick these up and be like, my dad did these, you know? And it's like (laughs) girls twerking all over the floor, you know? Right. And they'd be like, but your dad does praise and worship at church, too. It's (laughs) like, yeah. (laughs) And then, like, there there were people on Facebook. (laughs) Actually, yeah, Facebook, they tagged me in flyers that I had done. Oh, man. And I have, like... (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> shout out to Tremaine Williams. He called me out on this years ago, and he was like, Hey man, um, Christian guys shouldn't associate themselves with this kind of work, and he, to a certain extent he was right, but it wasn't my party, so I think he thought right. it was like my party, <laughs> and the party was like the panty dropper bash right that was <laughs> right. like I promised that I think that was the name, and I was like, I just I probably printed it. I don't know. <laughs> so 2019, not quite the banner king yet, but I'm still doing the work. Like every day, didn't even even during the pandemic, uh, you know, everybody not working and everybody getting PPP money, they're starting businesses, and mm-hmm. I'm like, Clearly I'm the king of this. Right. Because people are coming to me getting things, you know. And so I, I credit God big time, man, over the last um two and a half years two years there hasn't been a day even Sundays to go by where people haven't reached out to get things done so I'm super grateful and I'm cost-effective affordable and we produce good quality work so follow me on Facebook Banner King on Facebook and what's the other thing Instagram Instagram. (laughs) that's the one so that's where we are man so Yeah, that's awesome. Banners have become my life.
0: So, when you started the business, did you start out of your home?
1: I did. I did, and so like, (laughs) I would have people to come to the house, and if I didn't know them, I was like, ah, maybe across the street, (laughs) you know. But if I knew them, yeah, come to the house. And so I was like, this is if this takes off the way I want it to take off, I have to realistically be in a space, right? You know, because. Some of my customers are not your typical nine to five customers. And the idea of customer service and the idea of business hours and the idea of pay me with your credit card, debit card, check doesn't quite work for them. Right. And so for some of those customers, I'm like, yeah, they cannot know where I live. <laughs> you know, I, I can't have you right. knowing where I live. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. I did. And even for people that I kind of thought, oh, they can't be too bad. Like I would have um, my ex-wife and my daughter, I'd be like, "Can you guys just like go in the bedroom while these people are here?" And I would right. take literally take their pictures out of the living room. Wow. And I would have to tell people that would come over like, "Don't don't bring people to my house with you when you come pick oh, your, my you gosh. know, cuz they would do that." Right. And then uh, you know, people call me sometimes it's kind of tapered off because after I got divorced, I was pretty much like I'm going hard on whatever I want to do. I've been married eight years and I'm a 24-hour operation. <laughs> <laughs> Three in the morning. What up, cuz? Uh, a <laughs> little sleep? What's going on? How some of you going to turn the flyers around? I'll be like, oh, dude. Oh, my gosh. So I'm... Getting out of that space, kind of hard for some of my customers. Mm-hmm. Some of them will never stick to the, the new <laughs> policies. And, and, you know, it is what it is. And I'm grateful for them um, because they truly keep the lights on and keep the doors open, you know, and, and, and give me opportunities to do certain things. So it was right. straight out the house, man. Now, do you have anybody working for you? Is it just you? So I have people that step in every now and then, Okay, but I am getting to a point where I'm going to have to hire maybe 3 part-time people. Okay. Um and that's phase 2 like right now cuz I've been in my new space um a little shy of a month but it's been consistent. So I'm like, okay. We we we'll, I'll be fine. I've been through a winter. I I know how to make it work. And so in phase 2, um I will hire, you know, a couple part-time people. Um and so but for right now I got a couple people that come in and help me out every now and then, so I really appreciate them because sometimes it requires them driving up and down the highway to make deliveries or or make sure someone gets something in the time that I promise because I'm very big on that. Mm-hmm. And when you're not, um, when you're not a place like Staples or Office Depot or even FedEx, Kinkos, you know they 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 hold you to a higher demand, which yeah. as an independent small business owner, it's really not fair. Yeah. Because, you know, if you like I, I gave an example to a customer the other day, hey, if you go, I think they wanted they wanted me to do a lot of work and then they were like, show it to me, um, and if I like it, I'll pay for it. Mm. It doesn't work that way. Right.
2: If the you go see something.
1: John at Staples and you tell him that he's gonna get paid his Well, they're probably getting like $18 an hour now, whatever it may be, (laughs) but he's going to get paid his hourly, Mm -hmm. whether you come back and do business with him or not. Right. I have to make every hour of my day count. And sometimes business owners are the worst customers to deal with because they're like, well, I'm not going to, you think I'm going to give you your money? Right. Yeah. Right. I do think you're going to give me the money because you want it. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Yeah,
0: I mean that's the thing about small businesses is a lot of people don't realize that you know unless you make a sale, you're not making money, right? You know, and these big corporations like Staples or Office Max, whatever places make banners, right? Or, right? You know, they're regardless they're making money, absolutely. You know, whereas like a place like you, you know, you gotta you gotta hustle to make that money,
1: right? And in in my research, and that's the other thing I think customers don't realize is this isn't something that I one day woke up and was like. I bet I could give my, you know, self a good try in that space. I've researched, I've studied. So, so there's really, as far as print, if you come to me telling me about what another store is doing nine times out of 10, I know because, and this is probably something that other business owners should do on Mondays, I do product research. So all my competitors, whether they're, the size of my business or 10 times larger, Mm -hmm. I look at their websites. I look at all the different things they got going, all the different sales. And did you know, maybe not, but a place like Staples, their print center, if you go in and take a look, it's really not that big. You see the big box presentation, Mm -hmm. but the print center is two copiers, two cutters, and a couple counters right and like a, a couple self-serve machines and so i say that to say the majority of their in my opinion i can't say this is 100% for sure but it looks to be that the majority of their revenue isn't coming from that right that's just an additional thing right so they can afford for you to come in and waste their time and you just say never mind or a company like Vistaprint, who people say, oh, I can get a 1,000 business cards for $5, great. They're not making anything off the business cards. They're pulling you in right? because a lot of times, if you're in business, you're gonna look at their site and say, oh, you know what else I need? Mm-hmm. And they're making their money off of what, el- what else you need right. versus the business cards. Yeah.
0: So what kind of, obviously, you make business cards. Right, and yeah, yeah, I got, yeah, yeah. A, I got a couple right here. You do? Um,
1: what what other things do you guys make, so or do you make? The majority um, becomes retractable banners, um, which you know I'm sure you know what that is. That's the one you pull up from the back. Oh yeah, yeah, retractable okay. banners, uh, vinyl hanging banners, which you've seen everywhere, uh, yard signs, political signs, uh, flyers, posters, um, pretty much anything you can get creative with. Like right now. I'm working on some save the date magnets for some mm. well that's a project that's coming up but right now I'm getting ready to do uh, a custom puzzle for somebody's kid for for uh, like Christmas or Halloween or Halloween they wanted a picture of their kid as a puzzle that they can put together Mm. and it's their kid in a Halloween costume from like 10 years ago. Oh, wow. So, you know, just, just different cool stuff like that, man. But the majority of business for me is really banners and the retractables. I mean, you know, when you do the math, I'm probably the most affordable in Lansing, uh, when it comes to a good quality banner and you get a carrying case, it's fully assembled. You know, people try to come to me all the time. They're like, oh, well online. And I'm like, that's great. If, if that works for you, do that. Right, right. But, but with my turnaround time, with the quality of the banner you get, the fact that it's fully assembled, it's already in a carrying case, you know, it only makes sense for you to fork your money over and right. quit wasting my time. No, I'm joking, <laughs> I'm joking. Thank you customers, you guys are really, I, re- I really appreciate you.
0: Do you have um, much competition in this field in, in the Lansing area? <laughs> Um, Other than like obviously the big box stores.
1: Ah, uh, yes, but I'm in a space of where instead of being my competitor, I will be your wholesaler, if you'd like. Y- you know what I mean? And it may sound like a, a a jerk tone to take, but not really, because I know how this business works mm-hmm. as far as where you get your products and how long it takes to you know. And everybody has their own way of doing things, so you know i i've got a few um that i can think of and i'll i'll i won't say their names but i mean good luck to them as well right cuz some of them have been in business much longer than i have and i look to them for for inspiration you know i'm i'm all for it if i can't do the work go to oh god i almost said a name but go to this person <laughs> you know if i can't do the work or right. if they if they're too expensive for you i know another person if i can't do the work so that's the way i see it it doesn't it doesn't hurt me to support another business but if i throw salt you know on mm-hmm. their thing then how do i look to my customers right, right. and i don't want to be that guy right. so there are competitors but i mean hey it's well, enough out here for everybody man
0: well isn't it it's a good thing to have competition it right? is always because, yeah. because then it, it helps you to step up your game and right. you know make sure you're you're constantly improving and right Doing, making the necessary steps to, to, to make your business better. Sure,
1: sure. And I I put on Facebook something like a couple of weeks ago. Every now and then, I think every Monday, I try to put like an entrepreneurial, encouraging post up. And I put something like, you know, McDonald's isn't losing sleep over Burger King. And it's true. It's true. Like dude, the people are going to buy Big Macs. People are going to buy Whoppers.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It just depends. Yep. And, you know, I told somebody the other day, because they reached out to me and they were like, oh, I need something and I couldn't do it. And I'm like, I'm not offended that you got to go somewhere else. You probably can try staples for that. You right. know, I mean, right. it's it's more important to you as my customer to see you satisfied and I'm a part of that process versus Genesis couldn't help me at all. Right. No, because well, you're going to come back. Right, exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah, if you couldn't help them with that you right. know, particular thing, they might be like, oh, I'll come back for a banner next Always. time. Or, yeah. you know, whatever. yeah. Um yeah, I just recently got a banner and okay. <laughs> I uh had to order it last minute. It was literally like 2 days before an event and okay. I'm like I need a banner. And so I had to go through Office Depot, yeah. just like a same day print right. type of thing. Uh what's your turnaround typically like?
1: Um so like
0: if somebody wanted to order a banner, what what's the turnaround on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, if it is it all depends on if you and it's funny this question is even coming up because I just put something out about same day service or next day service. It's, it's an option, but your design needs to be print ready. Mm. And you need to order within a certain amount of hours. Okay. So like 8 a.m. to 2 p.m., I need to have your print ready design and artwork. As or in, payment, I'm sorry. As
0: in like, uh, like a logo, like if I have a logo, I need to print it. Like if I wanted to print a banner for this podcast. And With
1: just the logo? And
0: yeah, just the logo, and I yeah. needed it like today, I could send it to you, and you'd be like, okay, I can print this.
1: Yes, yes. Okay. And, and, and there are, it, again, it would need to be within the 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. time frame, and realistically, right. it's not going to be ready until like 8 or 9.
2: Right. Right? So right.
1: that means if you need it, same day as in I need it today, I got to use it later today. You know, you should have ordered it a couple days ago. You know, don't, don't, don't make your, you know, unprepared thing. My emergency. Not really. Guys, please still come to me. I'll I'll work it out. No, but I mean, that's typically the turnaround. So just to kind of give you an idea, the retractable banners are my most popular item right now. Um, And the price ranges from like $99 to $300, Mm. right? So, a $99 retractable banner, because that's my always special, I'm like the home of the $99 $99 retractable. Uh, As long as your artwork is correct, and I don't have to modify anything, and your payment is received, and you're aware that it's gonna take five to seven business days for you to get it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're almost getting it for nothing, really, when it comes to that kind of item. And then the standard pricing for a retractable, I once it's like one forty nine, and that takes like three business days, which still really isn't bad. Right. If you need it same day, well, it's two hundred ninety nine dollars, and I mean, obviously, there's a reason for right, that. Right. Right. If you need it next day, I think it's uh, one hundred ninety nine, and so I try to be really fair uh, because I know some other places locally that charge, you know, two hundred dollars. And it's going to take seven to ten business days. And your artwork obviously has to be print ready. It makes things so much easier. Mm -hmm. But it's down to the point where you have to, if you want it, you know, you have to bring it in on like a flash drive or something. You can't just email it. Like, it's so many stipulations to it. But good luck to them. You know, they were one of the people that I looked to when I first got started and tried to work things out. You know, and in their head, they might've been like, ah, beat it. Get out of here. they will never be us, which I probably won't. And that's fine. I don't, you know, whatever. I'm good, man. So.
0: So, uh, what's your goals, um, for the business? Obviously yeah. you're kind of still in the, in the progress or in the stages of, uh, building your business mm-hmm. from the ground up. You have a, you have a space now. What, right. what's your goals for the future? So. Do you plan on being the biggest banner business in Lansing?
1: Um,
0: or are you the I biggest? I on being the biggest in the world. <laughs> I mean, no. You're um, the king, so. I'm the king, right?
1: <laughs> I should go, I should, no, I shouldn't. That's a jerk thing. <laughs> I was going to say, I should go into, like, Staples, like, Banner King is here. Like, do you remember, did you ever see the movie uh, Ali? Do you remember that movie? Uh, I don't think I did. Okay, so, there's a scene where he walks into somebody else's interview, and he's like, the champ is here, you know? So, <laughs> anyway, no, so, the, the. Part one in game is not so much to focus on me being in the office making banners or anything like that.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: My goal is to teach others how to do what I do and how to effectively run this sort of business from home or from your own office. Uh, Not so much in Lansing, but anywhere in the world, anywhere in the country. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of just a small glimpse as to what the goal is. Cause I mean, there are other people that, that may look at me and say, oh, that guy's an idiot. If he can do it, I can too. Right. And I want to teach them the most effective way to do so. And so I've been structuring um, a couple, putting put, put some structure to a couple of ideas I've had. And you know, by this time next year, that's something I plan on launching, but I got something else that's going to launch here in about two weeks. I'll tell you more about that later. Though. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool.
0: Um, have you had a lot of young people ask you how you do, how how do you, you know, print things? Have, has there been a lot of interest in that? Um, or do you feel that there's a need?
1: Well, I think, I think, um, most of the, most of the younger people, man. And, and again, I'm 40, so I'm, I'm considering that people 30 and under, they are light years smarter than I am. Right. I mean, I was playing, I was playing Oregon Trail, and Number Munchers <laughs> in school. These kids are writing code in their spare they time. They are. They are. There's a, a big gap there. So what happens for me is, I've got a couple of them that reach out to me and they're like, "I can do your graphic design work, um, or I can wholesale with you," and I'm okay with that. You know, they've got their own system, they've got their own way, uh, but for me. The people that I'm thinking of that I can probably teach is gonna be like 25 to 55. Because right. anybody younger than that, dude, I'm, I'm a dinosaur to them, right? <laughs> they don't, that's they're like, oh, that's an old way of thinking. <laughs> you still use cash? Get out of here, you know?
2: Right. So, yeah.
0: Um, so, you also said that you're, you're involved in Bless Fest yeah, um, and some sh- other events. Yeah.
1: Uh, let's talk about that. For sure, man. Shout out to Dan and uh, Amy Henderson, and just the Henderson family all together, man. So uh, s- semi-little-known facts.
0: Are they related to Paul Henderson?
1: Yes. Shout-out to Paul, too.
0: I work with Paul. Do you? Yeah. Paul's awesome. Paul is a huge fan of this podcast. Paul is awesome. Shout-out so, to Paul. Yes, Paul.
1: <laughs> I hope you're, you're going to be checking it out when it airs. He's, I'm going to tag him. He's a great guy. He is a great so, guy. So their family's great all together. Um, so let's see. About six years ago... No, no, no. I'm going to go back to Albion. So about eight years ago, when I lived in Albion, there was a girl there. Um, she was Tia Page at the time. She's Tia Burrell now. Shout out to Tia and Earl. Hey, guys. Um, I was doing my Christian rap thing, right? Because that was another phase of my life. <laughs> I, and, you know, it was, it was after the, the license plate and insurance thing. I told you I was in <laughs> church, man. So Tia's like, hey, do you know about this, this thing called Flow Fest and Bless Fest in Lansing? And I'm like... Never heard of it. She's like, it's a Christian rap, uh, Christian festival. I'm like, cool, cool. One day I'll check it out. You know, in my head, I'm like, I ain't got no gas money to get to Lansing. I don't care. <laughs> but I, I knew it was a good thing. So when I moved to Lansing, um, I had some kind of way talk to somebody and they were like, oh, I bet you could perform on the rap stage. I'm like, eh, it's been a little while since I've done that, but all right. So I, I connected with it that way. And I did it the one time. And I was like, man, that's pretty cool. I want to stay connected some kind of way, but I was busy, you know. And so Dan had been the MC uh, f- for I don't know how long. And another, another girl and myself, uh, oh, it was uh, Alexis Rosado. Hey, Lexi. We were supposed to be co hosts for Bless Fest. Adam Williams, shout out to Adam. What's up, man? Adam had recommended me to to host and unfortunately at the time that we were supposed to do all that i had a relative a close relative to, to pass away and i was like yeah i can't i just there's no way i'm not focused you know i can't do it and so the following year came back around i reached out to dan i'm like hey man if you're still interested i would love to do it and you know we've been a match made in musical heaven Ever since, right? So in addition to hosting last year or this year rather, twenty twenty one was the first year that I kind of took up helping Dan to book talent as well because that was something I'd already done. Right. And so it's it's probably my, my favorite time of the year for me, the most wonderful time of the year, right? To give away and to to just be able to connect with people. And I see so many people that come to Bless Fest and they, they message me or they friend me on social media. And a lot of times because of location, you know, some of them are homeless or less fortunate. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's like, this is an opportunity for me to connect with everyone. Right. So however we impact people in life, you never know. You know, there was a guy my first year that I hosted and he came back um, after BlessFest Fest. The night, the night that the uh, the second night of Bless Fest, he came to me and we we talked for about an hour, and dude, I was out there eight hours. I was tired, ready to go, but I'm like, no, this is a great opportunity. He came back the next year, and he wasn't homeless anymore. Wow. And he's like, I just wanted to come show you, you know, that I'm not dead and I'm not on drugs. And I'm like, I never I never thought that you you know were. And he's like, I have an apartment now and a job. Wow. And so, that's the give back. Right. And right. that's the takeaway as well, um, because you never know how I don't know how that comp. I, in fact, I don't even know what I said to him to impact him in a way to make him want to come back to me and say, I thought you should know. But it was something. So that's maybe it was
0: just just, you know, him seeing that you were a local entrepreneur yeah, and you maybe. started from from nothing. Maybe. And, and you were able to kind of get to this point in life. Sure. Sure. And he was like, you know, I if he can do it, I can do it. Yeah, yeah. And you know? and I'm
1: always I always think about that space, man, because I do remember a time in my life where I was down to one pair of shoes. You know, I I had nowhere to live. I, I didn't know what I was gonna eat. I didn't know where gas money was gonna come from. Have you
0: have you ever been homeless before?
1: Um, I was like the flyest homeless guy around. <laughs> like, no, seriously, like I had a nice car. Okay. And in my trunk, I had like my clothes, right? Cause I was like, man, I could always go, you know, shower with these girls. Like, I can go to their <laughs> house and do that, right? But I think, I think people questioned it. Like, where's this guy even live, you know? <laughs> but like, I was always good to go wherever we went or, you know? So, I mean, technically, I wasn't live under a bridge homeless, but I was, I definitely was, couldn't tell you where my mail is going homeless. Wow. <laughs> you know, I didn't, I didn't know, man. How old were you? Um, man, this must've been, I think between like 23 and 25, those were some weird years, maybe 24, 26. They were some really weird years. Like, like I was just doing everything I could, um, to get by. And, and even with that, like, I think I had a job too, you know, so I had a job. Yeah. I did have a job because I remember I would get paid and I would go to this scummy motel six. Like across the bridge from my job. And I was like, this is horrible. <laughs> it's horrible being here. But it was like $29 a night, you oh, know? My gosh. And I'd come back and it got so bad that the lady was like, same room? I was like, ew, how oh. do you even know me? <laughs> like, I'm probably, because I was working collections at the time and I was thinking, I've probably called you on the phone. Like, <laughs> Ugh, why am I here? And so, yeah, it was a weird space. And so, I think, f- for me, I there's a really soft spot in my heart for people that get into those situations. Mm-hmm. Like I said, man, I was down to one pair of shoes, and everybody that knows me knows I'm a shoe freak. Like, I purged 30 pairs of shoes from my, you know, sh- collection. It's not a collection, because, I mean, a collection is like a guy with stuff on the wall. But, like... <laughs> from my my shoes i purged 30 and then i bought 40
2: oh my gosh. over over
1: like a few months and so even now i mean just a little light work some jordans nothing too major man a okay. little light work nothing special um because i'm big on dress shoes casual okay. shoes dress shoes that's my favorite like right now i've got like maybe 10 pair that i haven't worn wow um just cause I'm waiting for the right like color or the right outfit or oh the right yeah or like the right season's got to come back around okay. for um and I don't care where the shoes come from. Like, dude, I've been in like Plato's closet and been like, <laughs> oh, I gotta get that.
0: So you're not you're not like one specific type of shoe, not just a Nike guy. No, no, just everything.
1: Casual and dress shoes. Those okay. are those are my bag. Those are those are the things that that kind of intrigue me. You know,
0: it's kind of funny how shoes can have that effect on people, right? Yeah. Like. Like shoes don't mean anything to me. Sure. You know, I like like I, I, I'm wearing Converse, you know.
1: Hey man.
0: I like Converse. Yeah. I think they're cool looking. Yeah. Um, but you know, if they get dirty, they get dirty. Right. I don't care. But there's shoe people out there that just like they they go home every day and scrub their shoes. Like there's a guy um I work with his name's Sway. He's a musician, a yeah. uh, rapper. And uh he talented
1: had, guy. Shout out, man. Yeah. Great guy, yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh he has a huge shoe collection. And he spends thousands and thousands I'm of sure. dollars on it. I'm just like, like that's just not me. I don't, yeah. I, I just, one of those things I just don't, I don't get. It's not, it's not me, but. He's
1: got to do it, man. I saw it, him rock Common Ground like a couple of years ago. Okay. He's a great, great artist, you know. This yeah. A humble guy, too, man, from my experience with chat. He, like. uh, he works at, at GM, too. Okay. Yeah. You know? Cool, cool, cool. It's a lot mm-hmm. of, it's a lot of talented people that do other things that work at GM yeah. locally. Like, yeah. I, I don't know, for, for me, it's a cool place to drive past but i was like "Uh, i don't know that's you know i don't know
0: as far as working there yeah it's 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 not for everybody yeah it's definitely and it's definitely one of those places that has changed over the years um like back back in the they call it the good old days like when my dad hired in um actually maybe even even before he hired in you know you you didn't work as hard and uh i mean it was harder work but at the same time you had less components to the job right people are smoking on the line people are (laughs) snorting cocaine off of bumpers (laughs) and crap like it was just a wild place
1: like i got a really good friend she's been there for some years and she's like i i think the biggest thing because i I don't want it to sound like that's not a job that i i would ever do because it's not that at all like the people that make that work at GM, you know, I can't play big bank take little bank with these people, right? Because I already know what it is. So I got a good friend that's been working there for some years, and she scared me away because she's like, now when you first come in, whatever shift they give you, you're gonna have to be there. And I'm like, I'm too busy. <laughs> like I can't, you know. And I think I had, I had done like. Um, one of the local companies, they were, like, doing some outside hiring, maybe for mm. GM, and they were like, no, you're probably going to work 2 p.m. to 2 a.m. or something like that. And I was like, so I should put the clipboard where? Because I'm just <laughs> going to go, you know? I mean, and so that that's what scares me about GM. I'm like, oh, bad hours. I can't do
0: it. Yeah, and that that was one of the unfortunate things. Like, like for me, my wife, actually, she just did the podcast yesterday, and her and okay. I were talking about – um. Like she works at GM too. Oh, okay, cool. And that's where we met. Ah, okay. But you know, when you hire in is you're you're on the bottom of the totem pole. Yeah. And uh so you're stuck on the crappiest shift. And at that time there was three shifts. So there mm. was first shift, second shift, and third shift. Okay. So second shift would start at two thirty and get out at ten thirty.
1: Yeah, that sounds terrible. And,
0: that shift isn't as bad. And then you got third shift that's ten thirty to six thirty. Okay. So I mean, I guess it depends on what you prefer. Right. But now we have two shifts and it's first shift six thirty to uh four. And okay. second shift is five five thirty five or five thirty to uh two thirty in the morning. Wow. That shift will wreck you. <laughs> it's yeah. so depressing. I was on that shift for uh, like six months, and I was ready to quit. I'm like, this is, this is for the birds. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when I was living down in Albion, man, there was a place, and maybe it was like a Owens Corning place. They made fiberglass, I think. And the girl I was dating, like that that community really is because of the size of it, and there being a lot of plants and warehouses and factories. Like that's what a lot of people do, and that's mm-hmm. you know that's cool. I mean, they they. Have made great lives of it, but me coming from Columbus, the factory thing didn't make sense for me, and so I was like well i'll I'll try it, and I'll see how this goes. You know, they offered me a good hourly, and I'm just thinking, all right, can't be bad. it's fiberglass. we'll see how this goes. I'm sure they got some good P p e in there, whatever <laughs> and the shift was horrible. it yeah. was like... No, it wasn't GM with that crazy shift. It was there. It was 2 a.m. to 2 Mm p.m. And I'm thinking, dude, by the time I get off work, I'm not going to want to take care of any business. I'm going to just go crash, come right back. And I did it for about four days. (laughs) And the fourth night, I took a break. Cause I got fiberglass in my eye. Cause well, I guess that was a common thing. I was like, not for me, (laughs) I'm going to go rinse this out. And the guy's like, rinse it out. Get back on the line. I'm like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. And so I went to, uh, the break room, shout out to the, to the Roseanne show. And I'll tell you why here in a second. I sat down and I started watching an episode of Roseanne on Nick at night. And it was an episode where her husband had like, I think the plant or wherever he was, he was getting ready to quit or get fired. And I was sitting there and I was watching and I was like, you know what? If I watch this full episode, I'm not going back on the floor. That, that's, that's, that's what it's coming down to. I'm not going to go back on the floor. Dan Conner is going to be the deciding factor whether I go back. Oh, if he quits this gosh. job, I'm not going back. And he quit. And so my supervisor came in, and he was like, hey, man, what are you doing? And I turned and looked at him, and he he saw it in my eyes. He was like, just put the hard hat on the disc. <laughs> and, and it was a wrap, man. I left. I was like, yeah, I'll just be here to get my check Friday. See you guys. <laughs> and I felt so relieved. But I mean, you know, whatever, man. No no it, disc to the factory setting. Just it wasn't for me.
0: It's a different kind of work. Yeah. Um, and I, I think a lot of people like a lot of people are like, Oh, you work at GM. That's a great job. Like <laughs> it's yeah. really not like, as far as, um, you know, like it, it's not what it's cracked up to be, right. you know, like people don't realize how hard it it is because, you know, the company, they, what they want to do, I can't, I gotta be careful with what I say. Right. For
1: sure. For sure.
0: Um, but their, their job and their one, their whole purpose is to, uh, try to limit as as much of the workforce as possible, right, right. because sure. then then they save money right, so they're constantly taking things and adding it to jobs, and it, it just overloads it, and you're just working nonstop and it's just yeah. it's an endless cycle, but um yeah, I don't know, I'm grateful for my job i I've obviously been able to provide a a decent lifestyle for myself, but
1: well and i and I mean. That's a beautiful thing. And so for me, I'm I'm just, uh I'm like, oh my God. I really should get like a phone holder for Destroying that. Destroying <laughs> stuff over here, man. I can't afford to replace any of this. Oh, you're good. I'm self-employed. <laughs> oh, I got it. I'm going to rig it up right here. I appreciate it though. So I'm just going to go live for just a second. All right, cool. Talk about this awesome thing that we're doing here. But anyway, cool. yeah, man. No, so GM, and I know uh, Lansing is a GM town. It is. So yep. you can't. You know, you can't go 20 feet without meeting somebody that used to work there, wants to work there, got fired from (laughs) there, can't stand the place. You know, you're going to run into that. So, yeah. And shout out to the guys at GM who've had me to do print work for them during elections. or I have no clue how you guys (laughs) do that. but
0: It's probably the union, right?
1: That's what it was. Yeah. He's like, make sure the bug's on there. I was like, all right, (laughs) man, it's going to be on there, the union bug. I'm like, it's going to be on there. That's funny. Because like, if it ain't on there, I want my money back. I'm like, it's gonna be on oh, there. Geez. Relax,
0: <laughs> relax, union relax, guys. Man, <laughs> um,
1: I don't need to be like you know buried under a baseball stadium. I'm just the <laughs> flyer guy. Hold on, man. So anyway, yeah.
0: So um, you're also you also said that you have a podcast studio. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And that's something that you're going to be running out to just just anybody who wants to start a podcast.
1: No. no, I'll probably be very selective okay. about that. Um, but yeah, so over at my, I'm going to speak it as, as how I would like it to be, right? So at the Banner King compound.
0: <laughs> I like that.
1: Yeah, at the Banner King compound, there's going to be a photography studio in there, somebody that I'm kind of partnering with. It's his own business, but mm-hmm. I'm partnering with him um, to make sure he's good with what he does and then make sure we have an opportunity for local photographers to maybe come in and rent the space out, okay. um, and the same with the podcast. So I, I may like produce the podcast or be the engineer for the podcast session, but really it's to give people an outlet to do that. I mean, I know there are so many different ways you can do it, mm-hmm. but if you've got it set up in a really professional way, it's great for your guests, kind of like your play. I mean, this is right. really good. This yeah is this really is nice man. this
0: isn't bad and that's one thing i realized like with starting this podcast is um when i first started it i, I had a couch oh, and okay. i had a couple okay. floor yeah. mic stands yeah, yeah, just yeah. like kind of like doing it in this my like, it was kind of like i don't know like i'm doing it in my basement right. on, a, on a couch it, it didn't seem s- that professional yeah but when i got this set up people come down here like oh wow this is this is sweet it makes them feel like they're in a professional space and right. it kind of kind of allows you to relax a little bit i think yeah
1: yeah i'm definitely gonna borrow some ideas i see yeah, here feel so free. take pictures Thanks. whatever uh, i won't take pictures I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll have a photographic memory with it i mean i'm because if i take pictures i'll do it exactly like you did, so, <laughs> I don't
0: do that, don't worry it'll change here soon so. oh okay yeah this well is...
1: and plus you're gonna add banners right signage yeah, and all that good yep. stuff shout out to the banner king one more time <laughs>
0: <laughs> um yeah. So what kind of setup do you plan on having? Do you plan on having like a like a table? And...
1: Yeah. Yeah. So right now I've kind of got the table set up and I've got the, the uh, I wish I could think of the brand of the deck that I'm using, but I got some really good um, uh, condenser mics. You know, it was a okay. whole bundle we had put together, got the condenser mics, headphones and the mic stands and, cool. um, you know, all the, all the proper things that we need to run an efficient uh, podcast. It's a it's Road brand. You familiar with okay, Road? Yeah. yeah. So it's really yeah. good quality. That's a, that's stuff. really good quality. Yeah, yeah. It's really good quality stuff. Um, and so I'm partnering with, like I said, another guy on that. Um, and then my cousin Jason, who also works at GM, <laughs> he's partnering with me on that part of things and several other ventures we got got in the works man and so it's for me to always make things grow like I'm an idea guy right right? and so an idea guy can sit back and maybe not execute himself but pull other people in Mm -hmm. to start the execution process and then come back around and be like that's exactly what I meant (laughs) you get it you get it you you see my vision through so
0: and you're also uplifting other people in the process absolutely man I I
1: I try to give and build people up as much as I can. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, and, and so I have my, I don't want to say sound, but I do, I do music trivia and karaoke and music okay. bingo as well. Oh, cool. And so I did a lot of that at, at local bars and restaurants for a couple okay. of years. And so I'm branching out completely on my own doing that. And so uh, shout out to wing heaven. I'm going to be hanging out with them, working on some stuff uh, here in the very near future. And, Actually, while we're talking about events and ventures, this Friday, um, we're going to be at the uh, Ellison's Brewery downtown oh, cool. for the spook, uh, Smoothie Queen Spooktacular Halloween, oh, yeah. whatever the name is. Right, So right. I'll be doing... <laughs> the
0: Spooktacular <laughs> yeah. or whatever? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you
1: definitely can get tickets for that, man. I'm going to be doing karaoke that night. We got another awesome DJ coming in from um, Saginaw, I think he's coming in from. Okay. Um, Costume contests and giveaways and all that. And and anybody that's been to Smoothie Queen know th- knows that she makes awesome smoothies yeah. and so
0: it's amazing. Yeah. I, I'm trying to get her on the podcast.
1: You should, man. I should've should have brought her with me you so should've. we can get some smoothies. <laughs> um I you know, I have like uh this thing called oral allergy syndrome where I shouldn't eat raw fruits and vegetables. Really? Weird. Yeah, it's weird. So What happens if you do? I, I itch and, and all you know, it's bad, man. I, I kinda really? break out a little bit. But she, we had a meeting a couple weeks ago, and she's like, "I got this um, caramel apple cider smoothie," and I'm thinking, "All right, you said apple, which means I shouldn't have it, but I'm gonna convince myself to have it." And so, as I'm drinking it, I'm still, I'm starting to itch, but I'm like, "I'm gonna finish it. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's really good, right?" So, shout out to Tam. Good, good, good smoothies. And so, the venture uh, for that particular event on this Friday is being put together by a Smoothie Queen um skin studio right skin studio shout out to lauren um uh uh najima iman it's also a collaborative effort with with all of them and so and i'm just happy to be in the equation right so if anybody's looking for something awesome to do pop out on friday ellison's brewery i have to check that i might check that out please do yeah please do be my guest i mean you got to pay but be my guest (laughs) I get some good karaoke songs out of you that night. Yeah. So that's that's kind of what I got going on, man. And uh, shoot, it's, yeah, a lot. Working on some, oh, because I write music. I write songs too, right? So.
0: Are you, are you still rapping? Do um, you still do the Christian rap?
1: You know, somebody, the other night I was hanging with a friend of mine, and she's like, I want you to rap. And I'm thinking, I don't, I don't do that much, but yeah. Can right. you rap on here? Can I rap on here? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you should have known I'm gonna ask. Yeah. So I will. I, you know, not necessarily in a freestyle space, but I got a song okay. that I've always liked. It's always been one of my favorites, and it's called um, "Tell the World." Cause I felt I was really filling myself with the delivery of the. I was, and it started as a freestyle, and so I was like, "Oh, this is good." Like. <laughs> Am I gonna, am I gonna finish this? Am I gonna get this whole sixteen in without messing up? <laughs> and so, yeah, it's called tell the world. Um, yeah, and then people are, people are. Oh, I got my live on. women. people are like, ah, it's low. But anyway. The verses like, God sent him, represent him with the quick. Man, I cannot forget what it is when he did what he did with the price paid, life saved, I'm free. So in return, it's all about the praise and glory. I lift my hands, do my dance, and I got to get my praise in. Why? Because I know he always making ways, man. Truth be told, I know we paid that price, and I got no choice but to stay repping Christ from the depths of the sea back to the block. I'm going to preach Christ, and I cannot stop. Been to London, England, Tokyo, and France, and anywhere between they seen him and you, don't know that he witnessing man, because they hung him high, stretched him wide, hung his head for me, he died, got back up and got back up. What got back? I got eternal. I messed up, <laughs> I messed up, but I mean, you know, I don't do it anymore, man. I don't do it anymore. <laughs> Shout out to Joe Brown, me and Joe been talking about. Rap. Joe is a really dope Christian rapper, too, man. So you gotta get him on one day, but. okay. Yeah, the blessings are real. Appreciate you, Joe. What's well, up, Najima? Um, yeah, that was weird. I, like, I haven't done that, like, in a while, man. Like, I literally forgot it. Because I don't oh. think I'm the greatest, but I don't write it down.
2: Okay. So, if around. I
1: remember it, cool. If I don't, it's going to be <laughs> different each time. And it has <laughs> been. Like, I remember when I first got to Michigan. I got all these crazy stories, man. When I first got to Michigan, there was a kid named Butch Rocky in Jackson. Um and him him, and man, tragically, A.R. Domino, who we just lost a few weeks ago. Uh, it was the first time I had recorded with either one of them and Rocky was like, all right, here's the beat. You got a verse and I'm like, I always got a verse. So I go in and I do it and I'm like, I can do it better. He's like, no, 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 but do it like that. And I'm like, the words are probably gonna be different. Sorry and so we listened back and there were like 10 different takes Oh wow! of me i started the same and ended the same but everything in between was totally different <laughs> so but no for me as far as music man like right now i've been kind of tapping into some of my r b stuff so there's a guy here that you're probably familiar with named lucas holiday um he was uh on the voice and he did some oh, yeah. other things yeah. yeah so i wrote co-wrote um, uh, a song with him as his uh, debut single, I, okay. I guess you wouldn't want to say that, called If I Could Go Back. Great song, um, and we've got some other things in the cam and in the works, and so...
0: Sounds like you're always working on something.
1: I am. I am. I say to myself, I need downtime and a vacation, <laughs> but it's not true. Right. Like, I just got to the point where I, I don't take my laptop in the bedroom, because I'm like, I really need to i seen you posted on Facebook you that?
0: that you're going to take the TV out of your I room. I did. Did you? Some
1: of the best sleep I'm getting. Really? Yeah, I took it out like a week ago, um, and I thought about it, because somebody else may need to do that too, right? So it's some of the best sleep I'm getting, but I didn't want to post it until I kept it out for a week, because I didn't want to relapse. You know, I didn't want to say, I took my TV out (laughs) of my room, and then a couple days later, I'm, you know, back to it.
0: So you find yourself watching TV quite often?
1: No. I I like the noise. Oh. I can can listen to a show and tell you everything that happened, but... (laughs) To say that I'm watching it, no.
0: Have you ever tried like white noise? Like a fan? Oh, dude. Like you a... know
1: you know what's funny about that is that used to be my go-to, right? So I would have the fan now, and I gotta have the no I, I gotta have the noise. Last night I slept without a fan, and I was like, how do people do this? I,
0: I don't this know. This is I insane. Think, I think they're insane.
1: <laughs> There's a video on YouTube, and I'd be thoroughly impressed if someone could find it. Because one night I was like there's got to be like a white noise video on here and so I found one and I'm listening to it and then just laying there with my crazy creative thoughts in the middle of the night I'm like you know what would be hilarious is if somebody did one of these videos and like an hour into it they just randomly scream oh my gosh well I did that video I did a video like that oh my but I gosh. can't find it because I had somebody else upload it for me oh. and so <laughs> there's somebody that that probably was getting great sleep and heard the most <laughs> blood-curdling scream just random you know and then oh. it went back to the white noise of the fan
0: oh my gosh good times that's hilarious yeah
1: right right yeah so
0: you got people on there watching the stream
1: um yeah got a couple people yeah yeah people tend to like me let's see who's on here Najima Iman is on Joe Brown is on. Uh, Pastor Maxie is on. Uh, I'm actually going to be the co-MC at an event at their church uh, in November. It's a Stop the Violence rally. It's a lot of stuff mm-hmm. been going on in Lansing. So this is a great time to hone in on some Stop the Violence stuff, you know. Mark Miles is watching. Shout out to Mark. I actually, he and I worked at the collections job that I was talking okay. about. I used to go to the hotel across the way. but <laughs> God, man, that was a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah so yeah but um and today because i always like to support other people's businesses my beard is popping um and and kind of shiny stephanie white uh hair and skin Dazzle. she's a new mm. business um out there where lauren is as well okay and so i'm kind of been using some of her products and um you can't see them but uh elvin caldwell he has uh the I can't, I wish I could think of the name. It's an umbrella sock company, but I got those socks on today. Oh, uh, you probably know he's also running for a local uh political position yeah, or something. Yeah, I think too. I know who you're talking so, about great guy, but you know, that's 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 me, man. I'm always trying to find a way to support other businesses and entrepreneurs. So. I think that's important,
0: right? It is like you know, and that's the thing, it kind of goes back to that famine mentality, you know, like yeah, um, if you're willing to support uh, other people, you know. It, it'll it help you in turn. Right. You know, because then they'll be willing to support you and it's just, it's a, it's a cycle, right?
1: Yeah, it is, man. I mean, that's
0: one thing I've noticed with doing the podcast is sure. like, uh, like for instance, I'm interviewing you, but I also interviewed Lauren and I interviewed, right. uh, well, I want to interview Tam, Tamra.
1: Tam, um, you got to come on here <laughs> and, and uh, bring smoothies.
0: I, you know, I've interviewed a bunch of small business owners and they're all supportive of each other.
1: Right. Yeah. In fact, I've seen, several of my other customers to come on here with you. Um, Kiana Pugh. Oh, awesome. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Young lady, man. Right here. Yeah. Here's a book right here. Shout out. Let me give her a little plug right there behind the hustle. Kiana, you gotta get that book. Um, Dara Mayho also, man. Yeah. Oh, uh, I love awesome, her. Awesome. Awesome. She's a great person. She is man. Great story. Great testimony. I love her and her husband, Mark, man. They're awesome people. So I appreciate them as well. But anywho, and Lauren, of course, you know, it's the homie. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, is there anything you want to talk about? Anything else you want to promote? Anything? Dude,
1: there's always something to promote. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, like, uh, I loosely want to say this, but like, like Don King minus the hair. You know, there's always <laughs> something to promote. <laughs> Greatest show in the world, only in America, yeah. Right, only in Lansing, there's always something coming up. Um, I don't know, man. I think I'm good. Come get these banners, man. Place yeah. your banner orders. Uh, Visit the website. It's not that cool because I'm still working on it, but check out the website. It's BannerKingMI.com. Uh, if you want to reach out to me about getting a banner or any other print items that you need, it's not just banners. So
0: business cards, business flyers. Business cards,
1: flyers, posters, business cards, again, because <laughs> we just said that, magnets, <laughs> uh, anything you can think about creating for a friend or a family. Lots of things coming up, man. Oh, I do want to give another shout out, too, actually, because there's another event that I'm somewhat uh, a supporter and sponsor in. Uh, It's a trunk or treat event taking place at Logan Square Mm. on next week, um, on next Saturday from 3 to 6 p.m. So I think I'm going to have my speakers out, maybe do some music and karaoke with the kids, but a lot of local businesses are rallying behind another promoter. Um, goes by the name of Silly Boy. Um, rallying behind him to kind of put together this great event. And anybody that knows him uh, knows that he's all about community. And he also works at GM. Really? <laughs> yeah, but not here locally, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, so so next Saturday, 3 to 6, we're going to be doing um, a trunk or treat out at Logan Square, man. And so, so
0: you're, you're going to do an event Friday, and then you're going to go do another event Saturday. Yeah, <laughs>
1: if I can get one Sunday I'm going I might have something on Sunday I gotta check my schedule
0: what do you use for a schedule Uh. you just write it down yeah keep it in your head
1: yeah I'll text I text a lot of things to myself too Oh, okay and I'm like hey well it's not gonna work right now but I'm like hey Siri remind me that I got to be at this thing on next Saturday and tell me this 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 and this about it and you know so I'm getting better. I'm really going <laughs> to I'm going to get to a space where I have an assistant cuz man, I I probably could use one. Probably. Like I've listed probably 5 things I got to do in the next week and that's <laughs> oh, 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 there's another thing. <laughs> so Gosh. Thursday, I'm I'm doing um it's called uh I I, I don't want to lie and tell you the name cuz I can't think of it. I'm going to post it all over Facebook. But Kim Milton Mackey who is an awesome person. Um, she runs a company called Events in Excellence. Mm. Um, her and Jeffrey Brown are gonna be the moderators for this panel on Thursday, and Jeff's running for another p- for a position locally as well. Um, I'm on the panel with them, um, and I wanna say it's, this is not the name, but it's Black Men in Business, okay. uh, or of Faith, Black Men in, of Faith in Business, or something like that. Sorry, Kim, I can't think of the name, but I'll definitely be sharing the flyer. So that's this Thursday. Okay. Um, So, yeah, I got a full weekend going on, man. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, you're busy. Always. Always. What do you have coming up? Work. (laughs) I got to go to work this week. (sighs) I have a
0: a podcast on Tuesday. I'm actually interviewing um, Haley. uh, Sorry. I don't remember her name now. She uh, owns a a plant business. Okay. uh, Hillary, Hillary Coleman. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, She's coming on Tuesday, and then uh, Shirley Mitchner. Do, yeah, do you know who she is. I do. She's coming on Saturday. Okay,
1: that's and, gonna uh, be that's gonna be good. That's I gonna mean, be a really good one. Yeah, strong um, lady, man.
0: No, yeah. I love her. I, mean, I met her at the Fledge. Uh, okay, we, we did an event. A couple. What's up, Jerry? Shout out to Jerry. Yeah, shout out to Jerry. Yeah. Um, we did an event. Uh, when September when September ends.
1: Yes. Hey, Erica. Shout out to Erica <laughs> for that one. She's been one of my clients she, for years too. Great girl. Yeah, I like lady. Her. Great lady. I don't know I, to
0: call her. Yeah, I like Erica a lot. Man. Um. But yeah, I met uh, Shirley at, uh, when September ends, okay. and you, her and I got to talk, and she shared her story there. Yeah. And I was like, I need to have her on. For sure. So um, her goal is to have her story go on to uh, 48 hours okay. and uh, I think Dateline. So,
3: hmm.
0: yeah.
1: That's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I would wholeheartedly agree that, that, that she does need to, to be in that space, and, and, and being here with you will be good for her as well.
0: I just want to be able to do whatever I can to help elevate her and her story. You know, right? I mean, it's just a small part of, you know, her journey to something bigger. Yeah, but it, I think overall it will help. Hopefully, for sure. You know, the for more sure. people that find out, the, the the more I think the better it is. You know, right? <sighs> yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, there's there are so many awesome people in Lansing, man, and I am grateful to just be one in the number here um being in lansing seven years is the first time that i've been outside of columbus um for an extended period of time and so though i was an adult when i left columbus i feel like lansing forced a different level of maturity on me because i moved here Um, And I was married and I had the traditional family set up right Mm -hmm. and and now I'm not in that space And so of course you have to deal with the man in the mirror and yet process life as it comes at you and still be responsible in other areas And so Lansing is the space that forced a maturity that I don't know that I would have got anywhere else because you know kind of here by myself right my mom lives with me now, but Kind of here by myself, so I don't have you know family here in Lansing. Didn't have much of a, um, a support, a friend network or support network. And you know the relationships that I, I I got as I first got here, I still have them. I remember the first um, maybe the first five people that I connected with when I moved to Lansing, and I'm still good with all of them. Like every one of them, I've talked to within the last couple of weeks. Oh, cool. And so that's very important to me. Um, and lastly, the way that I kind of started forging relationships here in Lansing, there's an artist named Mally Music that was doing a concert here, uh, at the loft. Mm. And I had worked with him before and kind of had a relationship. And so I reached out to the loft cause he was, he's a Christian artist. So I reached out to the loft and I'm like, Hey, I see you have him listed as a folk artist. How are those ticket sales going? Because... <laughs> you're probably pushing them to the wrong demographic. Right. And so I remember sitting down with them and kind of explaining how the church was who you needed to focus on to get him. And, and it became a, you know, a good event, man. It was a full house on a wow. Monday night of all nights. Like that's a hard sell in the summertime, right? Right. And so that was really my introduction to doing events in Lansing and connecting with the church community um, and seeing the um, the black entertainment scene if you mm-hmm. will from the the church perspective and right. so this this has been an amazing seven years for me and lansing kind of hit some bumps along the way and i can look back and say man i wish i would have done things totally different even this year did i got things that i'm like ah. that's how
0: you learn though right yeah I mean, you, you make mistakes and then you I mean, as long as you don't look at it as a failure, right? You just, right. you look at it as like a, a lesson, lesson learned. Okay, right. I won't do that again and move yeah. on.
1: Yeah, I mean, because I think we're all entitled to be an idiot every now and then.
0: I'm, a, I'm an idiot all the time. Oh, I'm an dude. idiot on this podcast right now.
1: Dude, I was talking to my attorney yesterday, and I was like, you know I'm stupid sometimes. I <laughs> oh, was a Friday. Yeah. I'm like, you know I'm stupid sometimes, man. You, you, we just, we have a clause in the relationship where I get to be stupid a fourth of the year, and you're, you're going to just kind of make that make sense for me. So, That's awesome. Yeah.
0: What's your favorite thing about Lansing?
1: What's my favorite thing about Lansing? Yeah. Man, I'm just getting to a point where I'm discovering Lansing Um, and it's really crazy. Like I have never been to a lug nuts game. Wow. Yeah. I've never been to a lug nuts game. Uh, I've only been to the Lansing zoo for, um, work. Like I was doing an event with Ingham County and then I was just there with a church recently. So I'm, I'm figuring out what it is that I like about Lansing.
0: What's your favorite aspects of like, uh, the entrepreneurs in Lansing, um, the community as a whole, because like that's one thing I've discovered from doing this podcast uh, is Lansing has a pretty tight knit community. Right. You know, we talked about that at the beginning, where it's a it's a big town, but it's also like it has that like small town, small city vibe. Right. 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 Um, I feel like there's a a big support system within the local entrepreneurs and artists uh, in in the area. Right. How do you feel about that?
1: I, I 100% agree, man. And with Lansing being, you know, coming from Columbus, going to Albion, I remember when I got to Albion, I was trying to do events, and I would I would promote those events. And this was very small-town thinking for some people. Instead of just taking the flyer, they would be like, who are you related to? Who are your people? Mm. And I'd be like, "What? do you want to come or not? Like, what are we talking <laughs> about? And Lansing – is not very far from that in in a sense of you know they may not say who are you related to they just kind of want to know um, some people I've worked with they're like oh well who, who else have you you know done things with mm. you know whereas in a city like Columbus maybe you can go get a nice venue have a nice artist come and it's gonna work right so I think it's so tight-knit that it really is a family but for me I've always been a stay out the way kind of guy. And so some of the people I associate with now, they are connected to other people, which in turn, I guess, connects me to these people as well. Right. And again, being here seven years, I'm just now getting to the point where I'm okay with doing that. Like I was just connected to, you know, being a dad and having a business and working. Mm -hmm. That was my thing. Right. And so now I'm seeing that everybody really knows each other locally yeah and we all do so many different things but you're always five people within five people of you know whoever you want to get to in the space that you're working in right. so i think that's really cool for I th- lansing man
0: i think it is too i mean i mean just the, in this podcast alone you've mentioned several people that i yeah. that i know several people right. that have been on the podcast right i mean it just kind of goes to show how how small it is it really is
1: right right and small
0: and small in a in a good way not like you know we're closed-minded or right they, It's there's a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of people doing a lot of different people doing awesome things
1: And I think a lot of us have a mutual respect for each other, too. Yeah, you don't find that quite often Um, Like like we talked about earlier. You asked me if I had competitors. and I'm Mm -hmm. like, well, yeah, but I'll send people to those competitors before I send you out of town, right or before I tell you to hop online and find it because if if my competitors, competitors are able to stay in business, it's going to keep me sharp. So it's friendly yeah. competition.
0: It'll keep you in business too, and it'll right? It'll keep
1: me in business, yeah.
0: Because obviously there's a need for
3: it.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. You take mean, it
0: online, that takes the need away. It
1: does take it away. You know, and this is a, a want. I, I look at my business as something you have to want. Like there are elements of it that you're going to need if mm-hmm. you're in business, but most of it you're going to want. Like... Business cards. If you're in business, you're gonna need them. Right. Um, Are you willing to pay what I charge? I don't know. Are you willing to pay what another guy charges? I don't know. Are you willing to just, you know, go aside any of us and be like, I'm just gonna go to Vistaprint. (laughs) Give me 500 of them for free. You know, (laughs) hey, whatever works for you, man. But, you know, there's always gonna be something where people need items. Right. And then the other cool thing about people in Lansing is they, In my experience, they want to deal local.
0: Have you noticed anything uh, significantly different since COVID? Because like for me, um, you know, this is a thing, working at GM, working all the hours we work, um, we we work a lot of hours. So it's like convenience is key to everything. Mm -hmm. So we do a lot of our shopping online, like Amazon, or like uh, we'll do like the Kroger car side pickup because it's just, you know, just easy. And we just need, we just need to go. Yeah, but since COVID, um, you know, realizing that all these small businesses have been hurt because of COVID, and a lot of places have shut down, um, have you have you noticed that a lot of a lot more people are shopping locally, are willing to spend their money locally? Maybe people are more willing to come to you rather than like Vistaprint? or.
1: Yeah, I think that is a a real thing because, a lot of people prior to COVID maybe didn't have, didn't have their thoughts shifted toward the small business. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of them were small business owners as well, and they were affected. Right. And so I think by them being affected, they're like, oh, it's good for economy if I shop with a local guy, because that means a local guy is probably going to shop with me as well yeah so yeah i think that was the one of the big things i noticed and then you know it's no secret that a lot of people got unemployment a lot of people got like ppp loans and you know whatever if you did you did um and then a lot of businesses started out of that as well right and it was it was fortunate for me because it was always like well well, i know a guy that makes banners you know and it's easier just to call a guy Versus have to hop online and do all this searching. Right. And if you're calling a local guy, nine times out of 10, he's going to do more work than he actually has to. You know, whereas I get customers that sometimes have the most ridiculous request ever. And they're like, what are you going to charge me for 78 flyers? And I'm like, why don't you just get 100? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, what are we talking about here? You know, and and you can't hop online and type in a quantity of 78 without it defaulting to a hundred. Right. But I'm a guy that may say, you know what? I'm just going to charge you for the 78 flyers, but I'm going to do a hundred anyway because right. it makes sense to me. It's the same amount of work to run a hundred as it is to run 78. Right? Yeah. So that's, that's one big takeaway. A lot of local business owners are starting to support each other more. Um, And I know like you mentioned some of the like the curbside options and stuff like that. When the pandemic really hit, I was doing DoorDash and it was great. It was great. Like at first I was like host events. I ain't delivering no food. (laughs) And I was working with 975 at the time, like hardcore working doing the remote events, like Mm. You know, and that that stuff tapered off, and then I was like doing substitute teaching with with a couple of school districts. Obviously school was out. And I was like, I do this, I do that. I even make banners, I'm not delivering, you know. And then I started doing it. My brother, TJ, he's like, man, you ain't got nothing else, you better do it. So I jumped in and I told him about it and I'm like, yeah, I just made like $300 in the last six hours. And he's like, what? Uh, And and the way he thinks is okay, you might you might have got lucky, but you won't do it again. (laughs) And so it became a consistent thing. Whereas I was like, okay, well let me see. I got nothing going on. You know, I was in the middle of a a, a, like a divorce thing, right? So I'm like, I got I got nothing but time. You know, the dog doesn't miss me. He's all right. So I would go out from seven a.m. to like 10 p.m. doing DoorDash. Wow. You know, and I'd call him and be like, hey, what's going on? And he'd be like, I'm at the plantation. That's what he always says about his job. <laughs> but he has a great job. But he's like, I'm at the plantation. And I'd be like, oh, that's crazy. Yeah, I made like 1,500 doing DoorDash this week. And he'd be like, what? And so I sent him the referral link because, you know, I would get money if he got money. You know, whatever. <laughs> and it started to be a, a competition. Like, I don't even... It was insane. Like there were days, and I was like, I don't even know if this is legal oh to make God. this kind of money from door to door. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's the it's it's so oversaturated now that I don't I don't see it getting back to that. You know, it's like right. cryptocurrency stuff like that. You right. gotta get in when yep. it's when it, when the good. You know. So,
0: um, there's a a guy I had on I have on the podcast. He's actually a sponsor of the podcast. Uh, Red Bike Delivery. Yeah. Yeah. Jeremy yeah, yeah. Hurt. Yep.
1: You know who he is? I am familiar with him, yeah. I don't know yeah. him personally, but I am familiar with him. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, yeah, he's uh, – uh, he, obviously, he's in competition somewhat with them, sure. you know, because yeah. he's a uh, uh, food delivery for right. them. But, um, yeah, I couldn't imagine doing wanting to do that. I mean, I deliver food. Yeah, I generally. was like,
1: Did I'm not – you know who I am? I'm not doing – like, that's where my <laughs> thinking was. I'm, it above, really, this. I'm yeah, above this. Yeah, it really was. But it, it's a
0: huge need, right?
1: Um, it is, man. So, like – the first time I got out there, I was, like, talking to myself, like, if somebody say something to me about this red bag, I'm going home. Like, that, that was the first, I was like, I'm not putting up with crap from anybody.
0: And that's the thing. Like, you most know. people get angry with their delivery. Right. right. Their delivery people right. because their food's cold. Or yeah. you didn't get, you didn't get what, uh, they didn't get what they ordered or, you know. Yeah. They're the first people to get it.
1: Yeah. In my head, I was thinking, like, because I would literally have, like, they didn't have your direct number. But if they if they wanted to call you to see where you were, they could call a dummy number that would ring to you. Mm. And i get people like, Hey man, where's my food? Oh I'd my be thinking gosh. <laughs> Yeah. I will literally eat your five guys. <laughs> don't don't irritate me right now.
3: And market delivered.
1: Have Don't you, irritate have, me.
0: Have you ever ate anybody's food? No. Well, you know, what? I did. <laughs> oh but here's what God.
1: here's what happened. Here's here's the why and at the and the how. Um he canceled the order as I was picking it up. <laughs> and I had one of two options, man. It was leave it there or just take it. And I was like, it's about lunchtime anyway.
2: I'm hungry. Thanks for the Chipotle. <laughs> I can yeah. eat. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, because that does happen. Now, there are people that literally will. I I don't know anybody that's done this, but I know of stories where people are like, you know, getting fries out of people's bags, oh which gosh. is ugh, cringy and weird, <laughs> man. Uh, even my brother one time, he didn't do that. But like <laughs> he called me because like, like I said, we'd be in competition while we'd be out there like one of his deliveries took so long that the people called and canceled. And he's like, guess who's having a steak tonight?
0: Oh my God. Like, you suck. Oh jeez. I didn't get anything today. <laughs> Not even cash tips.
1: So. But you know, all of that has made me, uh, successful at being the banner King. Right. right. Cause I get to deal with all types of people. So that's honing my customer service skills, sharpening all of that. Right. Um, you know, from from a man who's homeless to a man who's a politician, I deal in that space. And one thing about me is I've always tried to learn how to meet people where they are. And that's not being fake, that's just meeting people where they are. You know, if you don't eat steak, there's no sense of me planning a meeting for us to go to Mitchell's. Right. It, or right. or, or, or what, any other any steakhouse. Any steakhouse, right. If you're like, I like Panera, let's go to Panera. Right. I like steak, but if you're the customer, yeah. Panera is going to be it. So I apply that to everyday life, meeting people where they are. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I give, right. I do a lot of different things that I just don't really speak on. Cause I believe that God gives seed to the sower. And so explaining for somebody that may not get that, you know, I feel like the more I give, I receive, and some of what I receive is for me, but then some of what I receive is to continue to give. Right, and that's just how I live life. Like there are there are events that I've hosted, and I've, you know, gotten paid to be the host or the MC, and I'll give the money away. Mm. I'll cash app it to people. Like, hey, somebody here, send me your here's my phone number. First ten people to text wow. me, you know, and that's not a that's not a, a bragging thing because I don't ever want it to be seen as that. Right, but I know that. Um, it's my way of proving God at his word, like he said this, and I'm just doing this, right. and so reaping a harvest is a part of the process so
0: and it's not even necessarily about getting something like right you know right. it's it's about what you receive like as an like like how you feel about right, helping right. other yeah. people, yeah, you know it's I think it's important to do real community service like that.
1: Right. I, apparently, I haven't had the volume up. Thank you, Vincent. Vincent Hall, <laughs> shout out, man. Vincent got, got an event coming up, too. He's a he's a personality over at 96.5. I appreciate ah, you, cool. man. Thank you. I didn't, I didn't even know. So maybe some of this y'all didn't need to hear, but...
0: They've but, been lip-reading. Yeah, they've
1: been <laughs> lip-reading, right? Or maybe we could do, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know what's, what's going on with the sound. I got an old iPhone. It's the 10. Sorry, I don't know what's going on. I'm trying to turn it up. <laughs> Anyway, y'all will be able to hear this sometime and watch this sometime this week. So,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Yep. It'll be on YouTube and uh, every audio platform.
2: So
1: nice. Yeah. And this is awesome what you're doing, man. Thank you. Reaching out to um, and 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 working with local business owners and entrepreneurs and the the everyday man. It seems yeah. like because everybody doesn't necessarily have to be a business owner to have a great story to tell. Right.
0: Exactly. You know. And that's how I felt. I mean. I, I tell everybody the story, but you know, I, when I started the podcast, I started for like people who had like stories like mine who've gone through trauma and were able to overcome their circumstances. But then like, uh, I got laid off and I, I might've even done it before I got laid off, but I started interviewing small business owners Mm -hmm. because I'm like, you know, small business owners oftentimes have story of hurt, you know, like they, they experienced something in life that they were like, you know what? I'm no longer doing that job. I'm done. I'm going right. to go off and do my own thing. Right. And that often, oftentimes comes from a place of hurt where, you're, where they've had enough, they're fed up. It's either I need to do something else or I'm going to stick with this job I hate for the rest right. of my life. And so I find that incredibly inspiring. I mean, obviously your story, I think, is inspiring where you came Thank you, man. you, came from nothing. You were essentially homeless and then now, now you have a successful business and you're constantly, every single day, doing an event with other local, mm-hmm. local business owners. And I mean, think about that.
1: I mean, and listening to you say that, it doesn't resonate with me like it normally maybe should. Like, cause hearing that back, I'm like, who's he talking about? But well, it's me you're <laughs> talking about. So, you know, I have been putting the work in for years, man. I, I, and again, I'm, you know, I'm 40, man. So there were a lot of years where I failed. I professionally failed with certain things. Um, and, and with this business and any other venture I'm a part of, I can't always say it's gonna be um, roses every day. Right. You know, I remember I had uh, some event I was doing, but I also had a job at the same time. And back to what you were mentioning about hurt with certain jobs, the job, they didn't fire me, but they were like, we really don't need you right now. And I was in my feelings about this job that I only work 20 hours a week mm. at, and uh, they're only paying me like 12 bucks an hour. Wow! And I remember thinking, I'm really in my feels, you know, about this $240 check. Like, that's, that's like two banners. Right. <laughs> but I'm still in my feelings, so I don't know if it was the rejection aspect of it, right. or the fact that I had put myself in a space where Somebody was able to tell me without saying this, that you aren't good enough for our two hundred and forty dollars. That's the way I took it. Mm. And I was like, I'll never go back to this kind of traditional employment. Right. You know, I got to be I've literally gone to job interviews just to stay sharp with doing certain things. And they'll sit down and be like, so what are you looking to get from this company? And I (laughs) I literally was like, I need to be able to do whatever I want to (laughs) do. And when I need to be off, I want to be off.
0: What's the response?
1: Um, Some of them are like, that's very courageous of you to come in here and (laughs) say, and then the other's like, you got to be kidding. And then I had one place that was like, okay, I'm not going to meet your demands, but I like your bold approach. And I think there's a different position you can do in this company. Mm. So if you don't take those, if you don't take those chances, and say to yourself, all these people can do is say no. Right. I I saw a job posting. They contacted me like through email or Indeed or something one time, and they're like, we're hiring for this, and we think you'd be a great fit. Uh, call our office, you know, to schedule an interview. Well, I knew where they were, so before before they had an opportunity to actually know who I was, I went in, and I asked for the hiring manager by name, because <laughs> I. I I saw it on Indeed as far as the position. And then I jumped on LinkedIn, typed in the company name and found out who the hiring manager was. Oh, so instead of going in and be like, hey, I'm Genesis Terrell and I'm here hoping you give me a job. I went and found him. <laughs> I like
0: that voice. Yeah, I, I know, right?
1: <laughs> I went and found him and I was like, you're whoever it was and you're the hiring manager here, right? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, I'm considering working for your company. <laughs> so I want to ask you a few questions and he was like uh, who, who let you in like did someone schedule? The, or what's going on I was like I feel like if you're gonna interview me I should be able to interview you first because you don't you're not the only one that gets to say whether I'm good enough to work here I need to know if you're good enough for me to work here that's a good approach yeah that's a really good I approach. didn't get the job <laughs> but he's like who is this guy you know. Because, I mean, you, you're only going to, if you don't try something, yep. you won't know. Everything I've done or ever been successful at is because I tried and failed a ton of times. I failed so many times that when I succeeded, I thought I was getting punked. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. wait. This, what do you mean?
0: Wait, that worked? You're going to
1: pay me to do this? You're, me? Okay, I'm, I'm good. Let's, let's do it.
0: That's cool, man. Yeah. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Absolutely. Man. Um, your story, again, is inspirational. <laughs> I mean, we didn't really talk too much about it, but, you know, you, you again, were, you were homeless and you yeah. were able to make it out of the trenches. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, especially now, more than ever, like younger people need to hear ins- yeah. stories of inspiration.
1: I was homeless and... with a girlfriend, too. You know how hard that is to pull <laughs> off? Anyway.
0: <laughs> I was homeless when I was a kid. I was oh, I was a kid, kid. That's tough. It was tough. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. It's a different perspective when you're a kid. Sure. You know, it's not as scary because I was with my mom. So right. I was like, oh, she's got this. But... Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's uh, it's a surreal thing. And um, I think, you know, now, like, the days of COVID and the, the after effects, you know, right. people are just... It's crazy times, man. And I think people need... Inspira- inspirational stories like yours
1: thank you man i appreciate so, it and i appreciate you having me today yeah
0: absolutely thank you and i look forward to doing business with you likewise man see ya. thank you All right. see you